Welcome to Dongtini, episode 49. On today's show, Father's Day creates emotional turmoil for Stephanie. Losing a pair of sunglasses creates turmoil for Simone. And the ultimate in Dong gear is available to you for a mere 119 euros. And now, here are your hosts, Simone Turkington and Stephanie Drury. Hello Simone, how are you Dong? I'm Dong very well. This is Stephanie. How are you, Dong? I'm really concerned about your designer sunglasses you lost and tweeted about, I have to say. Yes. Well, they're not what designer happened? sunglasses. I would oh, never not. wear designer okay. sunglasses. No. Well, I mean, they were like, you know, They were expensive, expensive but they nice. weren't designer. I mean, somebody designed them, I'm sure. But yeah, let's <laughs> be clear. I would never own any sunglasses where you could just say, hey, that's so-and-so. No. Like with this big DG on the side. No, never, never. That's what I think of when someone says design is Oh, so they're but not anyway. your J-Lo sunglasses that you lost? Oh, yeah, no, no, not those. God, no. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I lost my sunglasses. I I went to a, a baby shower on Sunday, and um, I left them behind. I know how I lost them. And once I realized I lost them, I freaked the fuck out, and I yeah. needed to take a Xanax because... Like, <laughs> 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 because... They're expensive, and I've never spent more than $20 on a pair of sunglasses in my life, but, but my dear friend Tommy bought me these. Like I had admired them when she didn't even know, and then and then Aww. she saw them separately and was like, oh, you should try these on. I'm like, oh, I already did. They look really great. Like She didn't even know I tried them on. So then she bought them for me as a surprise. So I treasure these sunglasses. So nice. Yeah, and they're more than anything I can afford usually, so I was like, oh, my God, so I extra take care of them. So that's why I freaked out, because like, even though they're still available, yeah. you can still get them. I can't afford to replace them, so I was freaking out so i texted i was Tasty. too when i read your tweet yeah Yo, thank you thank you <laughs> yeah yeah they're beloved they're gorgeous they're red and i adore them and anyway so i texted tasty whose baby shower i'd gone to and uh and i said yeah uh, i left them blah blah blah. can you find them and, and, and he didn't even text me back right away he found them and oh. then, like two hours later i'm like uh any luck i've taken a xanax like no pressure or anything <laughs> I'm like really freaking out just because of all the yeah the stress of not being able to replace sure. them. But anyway, they were found, but he just didn't think to tell me right away. So anyway, yeah. so so all was well. But yeah, I I mean I try not to take the Xanax, but that was like I knew I was just going to be in such a stew for hours about that. Um, and every time I thought about it, in fact, it's a pair of sunglasses I lost in 1996 <laughs> that I only stopped having a stomach ache over like within the last did, couple of years. What's that story? How, I lost them in 1996 too. Um, really? In the Gulf of Mexico on Padre Island. Yeah. And I, I like, I think I cried about them, but they were just gas station, you know, cheap sunglasses. So yeah, see, these ones yours? I lost with mine were two dollars, but they they were big and they were like a purple frame and they were like dark at the top and sort of faded down to lighter at the bottom. And I lost them. I was coming back from a tennis match uh, in Melbourne and I was tired because I'd been out in the sun all day and I kind of was just laying on my bag because there were empty seats around. I was with my sister and I think they I kind of remember them sliding off my face and me thinking, well, I'll just pick them up, you know, when I get up. I think I must have just left them on the on. They must have just fallen onto the chair and then I, the seat, and I left. So yeah, it took me years to get over that. They were my signature look, you know. And yeah, these yeah. were mine. Yeah, <laughs> it's very, very traumatic. 
and these are my new signature look, but they're found there. They're well, safe and well, as Tasty told me, so so I'm okay. And I'm glad Thank the Xanax God. helped me get through that phrase. Thank God. I love that you used your Xanax for that. That's epic. Thank you, thank you. But um, <laughs> so, anyway, so I was at this baby shower, Tasty and Audra having a baby, and um, it was a cool baby shower because it just like there was a keg and there was only one kid there and, and the nice. womb. So yeah, it was just like a party really, but that was supposedly around a baby. But I brought I brought them a, a onesie that's like screen printed with uh, Bob's Big Boy, uh, you know the burger joint. Yeah, so uh-huh. it's, it's screen printed, but it says Big Baby instead of Big Boy. <laughs> so um, anyway, so I got Aww. them. Uh, I got them that, but I was thinking, and I'd been, I'd been on a hike with a friend earlier that day, and I was talking about how we were talking about how you meet someone, you always forget their name almost right away, and then you feel really bad. And I only feel bad when I forget their name. If they forget mine, I'm like, oh well, yeah, of course. Why would you remember my name? Like I don't feel right. bad. I don't feel annoyed or hurt that they forgot my name. I, I only feel it the other way around. So I'm trying to like be more forgiving to myself about that and realize everybody does it. But I was also thinking oh. of the the whys behind it because. It's like when you first meet somebody, you're told their name, and then you're trying to like have a rapport with them. You're trying to have a conversation, figure them out, see if you click, and all this kind of stuff is going on, and mm-hmm. and you're devoting this attention to like having a having a real conversation with this person. So like the least important thing is their name, you know. So yeah. uh, so now I'm trying to just say it's okay. And so now when I forget, it's because I was trying to put my energy into into better things in the conversation. Yeah. So and yeah. the times the times I do take the trouble to remember their name, I feel like my brain is like ninety percent focused on that task, and I can't right, and really, you can't really listen to what they're saying and, no, and you're not I'm thinking gonna... about the person you're just thinking about their name exactly <laughs> Which, exactly yeah so and, like I feel like when I meet somebody for the first time I have all this social anxiety and like this I feel like adrenaline is pumping through my body or something so of totally. course like my brain gets a little foggy in that way and I can't remember names I'm just Definitely. I'm used to like seeing people and go I'm blanking on your name I can remember what you told me about getting a front wedgie in seventh grade but I can't remember <laughs> your name so, I mean, that's the stuff I remember, obviously. So, yeah, and I think it's almost like, and when you see somebody again and you've forgotten their name, like on a whole different occasion, yeah. I always try to extra show how much I remember you. I just forgot your name. Like, I'll bring something <laughs> up from the previous conversation. Yes, it's like, yeah. see, I was attentive. It's just I didn't remember the least important detail. I remembered you as a person, just not your name. Yes. So, and I don't understand people who do get pissed when people don't remember their name. Like, I've heard some people recently saying, ugh. We, we were at dinner for a whole night and that person did not remember my name and I'm kind of like that's just not a big deal to me I'm like yeah but I'm sure they remembered what you talked about so yeah yeah exactly yeah. yeah no that is strange but I'll tell you one thing where I really got offended I hope I haven't told this story before. But I used to get these samosas from this Sri Lankan shop right next to my work when I was still in Melbourne. And I would go in there every day at 11.30 in the morning. And they would like just opening for lunch. So I'm sort of ahead of the lunch crowd. Actually, it was more like 11. So it was definitely like they just opened. And it was only me in there every time. I was like, I'll get um, two veggie samosas, please. And I'd go in there every day. And they walk in and say, what can I get for you, ma'am? Two veggie samosas. Weeks, weeks go by of this. What can I get for you, ma'am? Two veggie samosas. Every day, like they'd never <laughs> seen me before. And it used to piss me off so wow. much. So then after a while, I go, um, I'll get two samosas. What kind, ma'am? Wow. Yes, I was so mad. And then another time, they accidentally gave me the beef, and I was like, oh, I took a bite, and I was like, ah! and I spat it out, and I was just outside. I went back in, and I was like, oh, you gave me beef, and I'm a vegetarian. This is like an Indian Sri Lankan place, so they should be attentive to this. So they're like, oh, sorry, sorry, and they gave me the correct ones. 
Next day I go in. Can I get two samosas, please? What kind, ma'am? Oh, oh, <laughs> such assholes! Oh, well, I remember it. being at Richard Simmons' class with you, and he totally remembered you. He's like, oh, oh your yeah. hair isn't pink anymore. You know, like he, uh, how many thousands of people must go through women's a month? And it was so sweet that he totally recognized, you know, that you're, you're doing your hair different. And, Anyway. Yeah, I know. And this is Richard fucking Simmons. These are just assholes that see me every day alone <laughs> buying the same thing every fucking day. Oh, I hated them. Richard Simmons is better than them. Definitely, definitely better than them. <laughs> now, your weekend was uh, was a bit more troublesome, I understand. Uh, do you care to share on that? Yeah, you might have seen me whining on Twitter and Facebook because I... I like I have a hard time with Mother's Day usually every year because um, my parents don't talk to me, and so it's been like six years since um, they kind of did this, and so just it's been a total six years since I've talked to them. And um, for the past few years, Mother's Day has been super hard, and um, I'm you know it's just just a really painful day all day. But this year it was better, and then um, Father's Day comes up, and I'll, I woke up crying, and I and I'm like, what is happening? And you know, it just kind of hit me. Okay, it's a Father's Day thing, and. I know for my therapy, I'm like, okay, I need to feel this pain. And I'm still, you know, haven't felt this. So I processed a lot of my mom's stuff. I have to do this dad stuff. But, um, um, so I put it on my wall because I'm kind of about the connection and like, can someone else help me out? Cause you're looking on Twitter, and Facebook, and was like, my dad's the best dad in the whole world. Too yeah. bad your dad isn't as awesome as mine. You know, it's kind of how it <laughs> or is that how it's sounding to me? Cause I was all in my grief state. So I, I just posted on there. I was like, anyone else having a hard time with Father's Day? And. Um, that was really nice because a lot of people kind of piped up and, and I didn't yeah. feel as alone. So that was nice. But um, something that's interesting is when you say something like that, you're going to get people to say, look on the bright side. Think about the good things your dad did and, and look at, you know, focus on David and the kids. And I'm like, yes, that's great. And I think focusing on what a present dad David is to our kids is also helping me see the stark contrast of how absent my dad was and yeah is. And, and so what makes it more upsetting yeah and like it, it just um you know it seems dismissive like they like they want the goodness without the bad they want um that that part of that story is isn't valid it's kind of what that seems yeah, like yeah they're just pushing the it pushing it away yeah. It's like, clearly you're upset about it. You can't just pretend like it's not it's not there. And had you had, like, father, I don't remember you having Father's Day problems before. I've never had Day it thing. before. Yeah. This is my first year, so. Um, I just think that it's kind of surfacing now. Like, I've dealt through dealt with a lot of the mom stuff, and now it's time for the dad stuff to come up, so. And do you think this is um, brought up? Because I know you had, like, you know, obviously dealt with a lot of the stuff in therapy, but has this... Um, brought something new like just going through this experience um with father's day have you got anything positive out of it oh yeah well it's that's so strange because um i've heard i've been hearing in therapy for years they're like you know one day when you're healed uh more farther along in your healing you'll be able to look for the good things that that you know they've given you and um and I've, I was able to do that with my dad this year. So even though I was like really sad and the grief was really pronounced, um, yep. I felt like I was able to go, gosh, he really did a good job in this way. And, you know, so that, that made my grief feel like kind of, um, 
um, oh god, what's the word? I mean, it's just like, it was completely visceral, and I was like, I have to, like, walk into this, and I was just feeling all these polar emotions, like, here's something yeah. really good on one hand, and something so tragic on the other hand, and yeah. so anyway, I just stayed in and let myself wallow in it, and, um, I warned David and the kids. Well, that's, it's so good that you found the, um, the positive, that at least you, mm. you could, you could see some of the positive elements of, of, of him, because, because yeah. I had, as you know, I've had, had a falling out in the last few years with a really, really close friend. And mm-hmm. it, um, you know, there's a time just, it's hard to even talk about the good stuff, but it, it, it's really, it's really nice when you can say this isn't working now the way things are, but I can still look back on all the fun times and just have reverence for it and not be, yeah. not be upset to think about it. Cause just, I think last week you mentioned something about her and you're like, Oh, should I have not said that? And I said, no, no, it's fine. Like I, I, I that was a great time. And that was, I'm happy to have fun and laughs about that. You know, like that, it, I, mm-hmm. I, I, I'm glad that I could separate yeah. the two things and appreciate the one thing and that's separate from when things went south you know so you know because those are some of the most joyous times in my life and I don't want to you know have to have you essentially lose that if you can't enjoy it in in retrospect you know yeah absolutely I love that's so hopeful I I just feel like like once you get to that place it's like okay I'm past the anger I'm past a lot of it like it'll still surface some but it's like yeah. That betrayal and the anger is like I've moved through it. Like it's a cathartic thing. You need to feel that. You can't be ashamed of the anger and the pain. No. You know, it's just something you have to go through to get to the parts where I guess you can now be grateful. And I never would have thought that I could have done this. So that's that's actually a really nice surprise. Yeah. So and it's a good anyway. reminder. Like these people aren't all bad. It's yeah. Many, whatever reason it's not working out between certain relationships, it doesn't make anybody all bad. It just you know it, it's good to mm-hmm. yeah, remember the the positives on top of their their numerous numerous negatives yeah ex- exactly <laughs> yeah. and then also like to look at yourself and go it, it kind of makes me have more grace t- towards myself I feel like when I can have grace towards them it's like yeah. gosh me you know I now like when I screw up I don't get as mad at myself in a way and and it just kind of seems um like it's tied into each other somehow definitely so yeah, cool. one positive effect of something horribly tragic. So I don't want to downplay the tragedy at all. But no, definitely not. But yeah, so Yay. that was my big thing this weekend. But well, thank like you for asking about it. No problem. I was concerned. <laughs> I'm like, I was like, this Aww. is new. I was like, because I always know about Mother's Day. I'm like, what? Like, <laughs> it is new. It's surprising. I was like, <laughs> did I forget? I'm like, no, I don't think Aww. this has happened before. <laughs> it hasn't. Oh, that's so nice that you keep track. <laughs> Oh, yeah, it's a good track. Aww. So you sent a hilarious email the other day, and I, um, I couldn't have known when I saw the subject how funny it would strike me when I opened it, because the subject just said magic, <laughs> capital M. <laughs> and I opened it, and you said, this is going to sound a little gay, but I really want to start taking a magic class on Monday nights. <laughs> <laughs> know why that struck me so funny but i los and my desk like just like rocking back and forth and flapping my, my hands like me i'm glad you got so much joy of it and i know bunyan my sister will be listening and getting extreme Yay, joy out bunyan. of it but yes i'm wanting to take this magic class it's on mondays when we usually record so that's why we have to reschedule it's every monday in july so 
I, I want to revisit because, uh, as I've talked about before, I, I was a child magician for our new listeners. <laughs> and, um, yeah, I, I want to pick that up again and just uh, take this magic class that I got in, I got uh, notified about in a newsletter. So, yes, uh, yeah, I had a, a magic kit when I was a kid and I had made the box uh, and on the outside it said, Simone Dunn, the magic person, prepare to be amazed. <laughs> So when I told Greg I wanted to take the magic class, he said, I look forward to being amazed. <laughs> He's got a few weeks to prepare. <laughs> He's going to have to prepare for that. This is, a, this is a common phrase in our household is prepare to be amazed because of Simone Don, the magic person. I just love the magic person. I know, not the magic girl. Just the I know, magic it wasn't gender specific. You're very feminist about it. Yeah, I'm surprised. I didn't think I cared that much. Maybe I just wanted to be taken serious as an adult. I knew I wasn't an adult. Were. I'm not a I'm not a girl, I'm a person. I'm a person. <laughs> oh, I wanna see your magic tricks. This is gonna be exciting. I wonder is it like did they have levels of magic? Did they say with some experience necessary? Or? Oh gosh. I wonder no, it doesn't it doesn't say. But uh, this is doing it's like a mentalist, so this is doing stuff with household objects and stuff like that so I don't have to invest in a lot of magic equipment because that shit gets pricey to get the good stuff so <laughs> anyway I look forward to resuming my magical career which ended uh, around the age of 11 <laughs> I'm going to get you drunk and you're going to tell all your secrets oh no no I will not once I get some whipped cream vodka in you oh, yeah. we'll see what happens <laughs> I got a magician so. friend of mine to reveal his secret because the the trick was all in knots, like it was a string thing, and it was in knots. He's like, "Can you undo this for me?" And I said, "Only if you tell me how to do it." And so he Aww. told me, it, so I, and then I unknotted it. <laughs> oh, sneaky! Yes, that's very good of you. Um, now I had a little uh, follow up from a few weeks ago. Uh, we talked about the guy who uh, was it even last week a uh, guy that was on bath salts bath salts and uh, he ate another man's face so I have an update on the man whose face was eaten he's he's alive and he's recovering um, he's lost vision in wow. one eye so I guess the guy like uh. kind of ate out his eye as well I guess which is so fucked um, uh. <laughs> it says uh, Popo, that's the guy, remembers the attack and has spoken with nurses about it, but is coping wow. remarkably well and is upbeat and pleasant. So, oh my god. Yeah. I cannot believe he has a good attitude about this. He's I know. And pleasant. It's one of the absolute worst things that could happen to you, and he has a, he has a good attitude about it. So, is it because they pumped him full of Demerol or Propofol? <laughs> probably. How could you not? My god. But, um. Uh, you have now, to play Bad Brain's attitude underneath us, you know. Oh, that's right. Thanks for that. Totally <laughs> yes, please, please. Um, now, another news story I have is a, another edition of Taco Bell News. Think outside the bun. Hoax promising Taco Bell disappoints Alaska Town. <laughs> I heard about this. It's so great. Bethel, Alaska. <gasps> Some residents in Bethel, Alaska may have thought their pleas of Yokiero Taco Bell had finally been heard. Yellow Flyers announcing the opening of the fast food restaurant started showing up in the southwest Alaska community of 6,200 people last week, complete with instructions of how to apply for a job. KYUK that uh, reports that it turned out to be an elaborate hoax with a fake phone number and a website listed on the flyer. 
Denali Foods, which operates all Taco Bells in Alaska, says there are no plans to open a location in Bethel. It is not known who is behind the hoax or why. And for Bethel residents needing a Taco Bell fix, the closest location will require a plane ride to Anchorage 400 miles to the east. Isn't that sad? They have to go so far. That reminds me of um, Dawn's annoying art students who say, I would literally die if I didn't have a Taco Bell in my town. Oh, <laughs> God. They should be shipped off to Bethel, Alaska, and then so she can promptly drop dead. I think she would like that to happen. <laughs> <laughs> but this is like the, um, the Whole Foods uh, hoax that we had in Silk Lake. Yes. It's such a different demographic. This is a different cross-section of people that in Same Bethel, reaction. Alaska, everyone's like, oh my God, they made us think there was going to be a Taco Bell and there wasn't. And in Silver Lake, it's there was a circuit city that closed down and it's just been sitting empty for a year. And, and, and then uh, the banner went up saying Whole Foods coming soon. And everyone was freaking out and so excited. That was Greg's idea, right? It was Greg's idea because Brendan Walsh did it. But uh, Greg, they were talking about it in conversation because Bre <laughs> uh, Brendan likes to do these kinds of pranks. And Greg suggested that and he went and did it. So everyone oh, believed it, but yeah, prank. such a different group of people that here we're like, oh, we thought we were going to get <laughs> foods. And there it's like, we thought we were going to get a Taco Bell. So anyway, <laughs> tragic all around. <laughs> it really is. Now, uh, on the subject of food, do you know what Brits and Kiwis call dessert? Spotted dick. That is a dessert. Oh, okay. As, as, as That's the one I remember. This, I know. I read about that in a, The Secret Diary of Adrian Mole. I'm like, I can't believe we're reading the word dick in school. But, uh, <laughs> um, no, both Kiwis and Brits call desserts, any desserts, pudding. And I, I only learned this huh. sort of recently because I was watching Celebrity MasterChef UK featuring uh -huh. uh, Danny Goffey from Supergrass and they were told to make a pudding and then they made some sort of apple crumble. I'm like, that's not pudding. And then I, the other yeah. team made something else and it was not pudding. And I re then I was like, oh, that's right. I, I think I had heard before that they just call every dessert pudding. <laughs> so my dear friend Danny Kay, when I was visiting in Australia recently, told me his girlfriend is, uh, is a Kiwi and she said to him one time, Oh, darling, do you want uh, can, do you want some pudding? And he's like, oh yes. And he gets all excited, thinking he's oh. going to have a pudding, an actual delicious warm pudding. And she gives oh, him, no. in his own words, a mere apple. <laughs> <laughs> mere? <laughs> yes. He said she presented me with a mere apple. <laughs> No, he did not. She's lovely. But yeah, she's <laughs> got sure. misunderstandings about but, dessert. But yeah, can you imagine thinking you're getting a pudding and you got a fucking apple? I oh, would be angry. Because pudding's like warm and syrupy and Chocolatey. it's got texture. And this is like um, just crispy and healthy, like celery. I know. Oh. not pudding at all. No, but I think he gets what he deserves because he's got his own <laughs> issues. And he thinks that, uh, so, you know, in America, I guess you'd call a popsicle, like a frozen ice, like an orange or a lemon yeah. or whatever. You call that a popsicle. In Australia, we all call those icy poles. And he would say to me when I first was coming to America, oh, uh, so uh, tell me about the icy poles they have there. So I don't eat icy poles too often. So I was just reporting on the frozen ice things. He's like, yeah, but what about, tell me more. I'm like, I don't know how many more there are. 
And then he finally came out here, and then this ice cream truck comes, and he gets a like a Hulk ice cream on a stick. And it turns out he calls anything on a stick an icy pole. And that's why he's not getting the information he wanted, because he didn't call it an ice cream, which is what it was. So oh, that's funny. It's not as much it of was... a, a jump between that and the pudding and the apple, but still, you know. It's shaped like an Incredible Hulk, and he's calling it a pole. That's funny. <laughs> <laughs> I like that that's what he picked. Like, he's a grown man, and he picked the Incredible Hulk ice cream. I, I know him well enough to not be surprised, but I guess it is surprising so to an outside person. <laughs> to an outsider. <laughs> Definitely. Hey, it's Jeff in New York again. Um, so I was just talking to my parents for a little bit, and my dad just lost a big job bid for he hasn't had work for a while and this was looking very helpful and he did not get it and their explanation to me when i talked to them tonight was that god must have some reason for it or he's protecting them from something bad that could have come from dad getting the job and i am interested in what seth might have to say about that I, i'm pretty sure i know what someone would have to say about that uh <laughs> not, not that that's a bad thing, but I'm interested, Steph, because I know uh, we have similar backgrounds, and and I do still believe in the God I was brought up to believe in. I just don't think he's the same guy that they do. So I'm I'm interested in what you think. How how would you react? to that situation. I want to respond to them with something that makes sense, but I don't really know how to do that. So, yeah, let me know what you think and what you would do in this instance. And Simone, I certainly feel free to pipe in. I just I just know your feelings on God. And that's fine with me. So, uh, yeah, love you both. Bye. Oh, thank you. Thank you, Jeff. Oh, my God. When that started, I was just like, my brain just going ding, ding, ding. To speak, and then you said, you said, and I want to hear what Steffi thinks because I already know what Simone says. I was like, oh, and I was just like sitting on my hands, going, <laughs> stomping my foot. And then you said, well, and and you know, and Simone, you can feel free to chime in. I was like, oh, thank God, I can speak on this subject. Of course, all I really do have to say is like, well, they're wrong because there is no God, but okay, so I've said it. So go on, Steph, the <laughs> No, I, I think you definitely feel more strongly about it than I do because <laughs> I'm kind of like, I'm like, yeah, um, there's nothing really to say to that because you're not going to get anywhere. <laughs> yeah. That's how I see it because, yeah, I've been in his very position like for a very long time with many people and now I'm um, yeah, we're kind of anticipating a family reunion next month, and um, I'm just already prepared. Like, I start itching a month or two before this family Christian reunion, and so oh. I'm a little bit itchy, but it's going down, you know. Yeah. Um, year by year, it's dissipating, but I, I foresee these kinds of situations about God being brought up and talking about God's motive and why God does things, and I've just kind of gotten, I used to, you know, argue with it, and, and now I'm like, huh. Yeah, and then I just wait, you know, is anyone going to ask my opinion? Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> so yeah. it, it kind of doesn't even, it's not, it doesn't matter as much to me anymore because I think I'm kind of resigned to the fact that nothing's going to happen if I say anything, so... And that's yeah. kind of okay for some reason. It's okay with me now. It didn't used to be. But. I think it depends on the weight of what they're talking about and how much it means mm -hmm. to them to have 
have that comfort. Like we were talking about uh, a few episodes ago about people because in the stuff Christian culture like threads you know people are all like yeah we're into questioning and and I feel bad to pose the tough questions and challenge people but mm-hmm. it's like if you want a question you have to deal with these questions so um, yeah. that, that I'm going to throw at you and they, they might be tougher than you think you would have liked but in this case when someone's yeah. just in a, in a difficult situation and they need that comfort I don't feel yeah. like it's worth it's not worth having the argument with them or like well do you really think that well if why would god do this this and this? there's no there's sort of no point to it but if someone's yeah. just casually talking about something really inane and they just throw in the like don't you agree kind of tone you just then i feel like it's somebody's like well yeah i don't really see it that way i, I think you yeah. just have to choose when it's in, when when it's worth you know saying actually i don't i don't follow you on that you know but in this case where it yeah. sounds like his parents really need it for comfort i feel like yeah. you know it's better to just sort of just glide with it because you know there's no point challenge it's not the time for the challenge they don't need that yeah yeah they're they're grieving (laughs) yeah but and but every time somebody says that god this is what god's doing he's protecting us from something i i i just always think yeah this is the scaffolding that they have up set up to help them deal with you know how life sucks and this is just part of that for them and yeah um and yeah, it's annoying sometimes because yeah. I just feel like I don't I don't have a connection with well, those people. It's very self-serving they're... for that person. Yeah, it's not. It, it's everyone yeah, else it would... who did get on that plane that crashed. God Ugh. did want them to die because you know, I know. For whatever reason. Yeah, you, use that you logic for everything. I know yeah. they they would never use that logic for everything. So um, no, that's where it's hard. And also, um, I, I have I would have an easier time with someone saying that if they could go, "What do you think?" And then if I felt truly heard by them, like if they had room for what my thoughts or doubts were and, and have a category for that, that would be nice. But that is so rare. So yeah, yeah. I think that's, that's probably at the root of it. My big problem is that's unrelational. And like you said, kind of self-serving. So yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry, Jeffrey. Yeah. There is a Jeff. Sorry, Jeff. Come hang out with us. Um, yeah, but the other day on stuff Christian culture likes. I posted an email I got where a girl has left the Mars Hill church, um, kind of cult situation. And she was telling me how angry she is. She goes, I'm just angry. And she wanted to know if I had ever been through a period of being really angry. She said she was so mad at God (laughs) and church and Christians. I'm like, yeah, (laughs) she's like, does it get, I know I'm like, man, I must've come far. If someone's asking if I've ever been angry, you know, yeah. um, She's like, and did it ever, you know, does it go away? I'm like, yeah, I guess it's gone away some, and, and it still comes back up. I was like, let me post this on on the Facebook page so that people can also tell them, tell you that they feel this way too, and they're not alone. So that was a really good discussion. Yeah. Um, just a big long thing of how how people try to suppress their negative emotions. They think anger has no place, and I'm like, I don't think I don't get that at all from um, any kind of Bible stuff. I think it's a pretty violent book. <laughs> There's a lot yeah. of anger going everywhere. Hell yes. So, um, yeah. Yeah, it was a nice little cathartic post. Of yeah. Everybody piping in. Was there something yeah. in that? I know, I think, I think people get, because they feel like they're not supposed to feel feel that anger towards something. Because yeah. I think she wants to relate with, with God and, and, and some sort of religion, and then she's angry at it, and yeah. she's feeling that conflict. You know? Yeah. And, um, and and yeah. I and you know and, and and you know looking in on that I, I I mean this may sound simple but it's kind of like you can love and be angry with something at the same time like oh, like when, yeah. because I, I think of it and this is my simple explanation but I think it kind of holds true so if somebody you love steps on your f- toe like mm-hmm. right at that minute. <laughs> 
you are so pissed. And they're like, oh my God, I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry. And you don't want to know about it. You don't want to hear it. You just want them to get the fuck away from you because you are so mad. But you know that person didn't mean it and you know, you understand everything yeah. about it in your, in, your, in your mind, but your heart, your body is just yeah. reacting to that and you have to react to that. And you just have to take that minute and just, <laughs> you know, just be upset and then you can process it more clearly after you've, totally. you've let that, that emotion out. And I don't know if that's too simple of an explanation, but I think... No, kind of- I think that that's like a perfect analogy for the way the artist way talks about anger. They say that that's um, an intuitive thing that you have to let you know when your boundaries have been violated. Right. So like what's what's a bigger violation than someone like causing intense pain on your person? Exactly. <laughs> someone that you love, you know? So yeah. It hurts worse when it's someone that you love and... I guess that goes with all kinds of stuff. Like you can, you know, they say there's a thin line between love and hate. It's like you can't have passion either way for, um, unless you didn't really care about that person. So, um, I think that anger is, yeah, like the artist way says, it's a, it's a tool and we shouldn't ignore it, but we've been taught to like, Oh, it's not nice to be angry and just, just think good thoughts about this person. It's like, no, you need to feel it. And then you can move through it and get to the good part eventually, hopefully. So, um, all that to say anger is valid. Everybody should be pissed whenever yeah. they want to be. Um, so another fun thing on stuff Christian culture likes this week is that I did the um, focus on the family plugged in movie review of the week Woo! for the movie that this movie you loved, the Oscar winner for best picture, The Artist. Oh so boy! I know you saw that. I know what you love this movie. What could possibly be wrong with it? <laughs> Well, first of all, Focus on the Family said that for sexual content, quote, Peppy traipses around in a flapper outfit featuring a somewhat revealing neckline. What? (laughs) Oh, my fucking God. Because you know those low-cut flapper dresses, somewhat revealing. (sighs) Yeah, it might show a collarbone. Okay, for violent content, these are the ones that crack me up. George is consumed by quicksand. (laughs) (laughs) Do you remember that? Yes, I do. It's in a movie within the movie. It's not even really happening in this. I know. It's probably like crude set. Okay, another violent element. George's dog has been trained to play dead whenever George points an imaginary gun at him and says, bang. And Doris angrily throws a paper at George and his dog. That was the violent content. Okay. Wow. For crude or profane language, an actress flips George off. D dash. Okay, let me start over. D dash dash N appears on an intertitle. Diligent lip readers might pick up a few more mouthed profanities. Oh, <laughs> Drug and alcohol content. George smokes cigarettes regularly. George turns to alcohol for solace. Note that during this time, this was during the time of prohibition, buying alcohol was illegal. Oh. (laughs) And under the other negative elements category, speak to me, Doris finally screams at him, later following it up with, I'm unhappy, George. That was the other negative element. Oh, my God. So she's just supposed to How be dare someone express being unhappy? I know. Wow. This is, Way to this go, is Christian we culture. Just talking about. So what's their overall feeling? Do they like the movie? Because they know they manage to like yeah. things even after listing all this shit. Yeah, they always say something good. And, yeah. 
But just the fact that they're focusing on these these little things just takes away from... Focus on the family. It's more like focus on the bullshit. God. (laughs) I read their review for Moonrise uh, Kingdom the other day, and yeah, it was... Yeah, there's there's 12-year-old sexuality in that movie. So, yeah. It's it's weird because they... Part of it, you read it, it's like they really, you know, can appreciate a lot of the artistry of the movie, but they mm-hmm. can't get over that, you know, the 12 year old sexuality, and they're just like going on about wrong and have to worry about sex offenders and all this shit. So, yeah. That, was... that just sucks because, like, every story is good, and, and, and everything that's in there is in there for a reason. And it might be a poorly told story, but I think it's important to teach your kids how to watch movies and follow story and wonder and um they're just parsing it out and trying to trying to just strip it down like they're taking all the beauty away it makes me so i know i know just to follow up on you saying all stories are good if that's what you think i challenge you to go see the new adam sandler movie that's my boy (laughs) (laughs) oh you know how i am with adam sandler movies they always make me cry (laughs) i'm just kidding (laughs) Oh man. Okay. That that would be a challenge. I wonder if I could find anything good there. I wonder. So you There's told some... me uh you had a surprise in the mail. What was that? I got Okay, I got an email from from a guy who lives in Chicago. He's he's so nice. He has kids and you know, a wife and he's just a nice fan of my blog who emails sometimes and um and I told him, I was like, oh yeah, since the Blackjack movie came out, Dave is looking for a job. And so he goes, "What's your address?" And I was like, "Oh, are you going to send me explosives?" Haha. <laughs> Um, he's like, no, I promise I won't stalk you or anything. So, um, I sent him my address and forgot about it. And then the other day I got a letter from him and in the letter was a check for $2,000. What? And we That's freaked insane. out. That is so I know. good. There was explosives because he blew your mind. <laughs> <laughs> he totally did. It was crazy. And then, um, he, then I remembered like this was the same guy who asked for Phil's address. He was our friend that got fired from that church that that we yeah. were all at like a year or two ago. And he felt he just read about that on my blog, my regular one, and he felt so sad for him. He goes, "Can I get this guy's address?" And so I guess apparently he sent him a massive check too. I just never wow. asked Phil about it, but that yeah. So, so at first cool. we we're like, "Can we even accept this?" And then we're like, "Okay." <laughs> <laughs> It's not gonna. We're not gonna do anything it. fun with it, but yeah, it's, it's gonna go to bills. But it was. It's just like the nicest, most biggest surprise. So anyway, That's I had so to share that. Oh, good. Now yeah. we can have more drinks at Tiki Tea when you're here. I, I will yes. buy you a drink. Thank you. I'm getting a drink out of that red. Awesome. It's a twelve dollar drink. This is really good. <laughs> That's cheap for a lot. Um. Um, now, uh, listener Brittany sent this to us, and I guess you said Jonah had already provided this, and I had missed it. The the the, the leggings, yeah, <laughs> the dong, the dong legging. leggings. They're leggings <laughs> with dongs with wieners on them. all over them, like photographs of a, yes. of different dongs. They're pictures, and there's so many I can't even count. Like I tried to count them, and I couldn't. <laughs> Because they, they, they go in different directions. So they look different in different directions. So I was thinking of putting it in Photoshop and cutting it up and then laying them all out so that I could determine how many different dongs there were in these leggings. But I'm, I'm going to say at least 20. So it's pretty mind-boggling. But I was thinking how, you know, oh, this would be a fun novelty item to have. You know, maybe wear once in a while to shock people. 
but they're 119 euros. Oh my! How many dollars is that? Like four fifty? I think that's no. That's probably it's under 200, but maybe about 180, uh, maybe 180 to 200 US dollars. I think so. Yeah, so that's 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 a gag not worth having. And and then I kept looking on their website, <laughs> and they have these faggot disco leggings. Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> they sort of got this sort of metallic-y sort of you know rainbow shiny look to them. And it's got faggot, ugly, whore, balls, wow. cock, and all kinds of stuff like that all over it. And then they have this teacher. This is such Euro trash crap, and. Um, the t-shirt it's got these little circle pictures like of a sausage like it looks like you know old gross german food like pictures from the 70s there's this sausage that looks like a penis then just other gross german looking food and then at the bottom just from sort of the waist down there's just penises just more giant penises and big ones too like not small like on the leggings yeah why can't we have a benevolent listener buy this for us this is the type of thing we need oh god so great, sort of. Oh, wow, there's a dong on the sleeve, too. Um, anyway, that t-shirt is 109 euros, so if anyone's feeling uh, like being generous with us with us or themselves, uh, we will have a link to, uh, to, to this crap on the website. <laughs> now, you were freaking out about a video on, uh, yes. on the weekend. Do tell. Yes. Listeners Don and DW and Kevin were over and um, we were trying to watch Game of Thrones and then we, we tired of that after about three episodes and we, we were pretty drunk by then. We pulled up YouTube and we're taking turns showing each other, you know, mandated or mandatory videos. So they showed me, me and David, this video called Cat Mario and it looks exactly like, well, almost exactly like regular Super Mario Brothers. Um, and it's being played by this Aussie gamer. And so he's like, oh, someone sent me this. And he's talking while he's watching it. And he starts screaming, yelling at it because it's doing all the wrong things. Like the coins kill so you. Fucked. <laughs> the Everything that's supposed to kill you doesn't kill you. And he's going, mother asshole. And like yelling at it. I was dying. I was on the floor convulsing at how hard I was laughing at it. So. Make weird games? Hey, dodged you, bitch. That's right. What the hell? What the fudge was that? <laughs> what the hell? Who's up with this game? Alright. Oh, mushroom, let's get. What the fuck? No! No! Well, this game is stupid now! If you're an original I... Super Mario enthusiast, you have to see this because everything you know to be good and true about Super Mario Brothers does not work in this game. Not thing. at all. Oh my god. So, like, you try to get a mushroom and it kills you. And this guy, like, he hits the star, the usual, the invincibility star. And, and it kills him. He's like, it killed me. The star killed me. Like, he freaks the fuck out. Or, like, you go to jump over a hole and then, like, a coin box, an invisible coin box appears and you fall down the hole. Like, it's the worst thing ever. And, and I just had the same old anxiety I have playing video games. Where I'm worried about dying. Like, oh, oh. Just that the jumping, like, oh. I hope I make it. Just the, the butterflies I have playing the game. I had them yes. with the guy, and I just, oh, it was futile. Oh, star, nice. A star killed me? 
Probably because it was too spiky. God damn. And oh, my thumbs were doing the muscle memory thing about the A and B buttons and the jumping and the, oh, yeah. the holding down the holding down the B so that it'll be speed running. You know, while you have the star and he gets the star and dies. He goes, ah, it killed me. Probably because it's too pointy. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> and those and little white like balls. Going, yeah, stop smiling, cloud balls. His <laughs> balls just yelling. keep smiling at him. He's just like, stop smiling at me. Stop <laughs> smiling at me. Because he's getting so pissed off because he keeps dying all the time. So, And you only saw uh, level 1.1. I watched 1.2 and it's great. It just, the magic continues. So we'll have links to this up on the site because it's amazing. Oh, my favorite thing. Yes. Um, so I think that's all for this week. Everybody, please call the dong line. It's um, 323-301-PENIS, as in D-O-N-G, and join the <laughs> dong-versation, um, because we freaking love the dong mails, and if you call, we're probably going to play it. Um, and if you're buying something from Amazon, click through Dong Teeny so we get like three cents. That would be awesome, so yes. we can stay on the air, the non-terrestrial air, <laughs> um, the underground internet air. And until next week, bye, Simone. Bye, Stephanie. Bye. Oh! Ma solo baci chiedo a te Frasi d'amore appassionate, ma solo baci chiedo a te. independently in partnership with feralaudio.com, an artist-friendly podcast collective.
This artist reserves the rights to their materials. Visit feralaudio.com for other original shows and learn about our community of artists that help make this collective possible. Thank you for listening to this podcast.